Foul Territory is presented by Gizzard Gary Productions. It is recorded from my weekly YouTube program, which is live-streamed every Friday at 9 p.m. Central. It is a firearm and 2A-related panel discussion, where I and my panel discuss current news and events, along with audience interaction, casual conversation, and friendly banter. What will you learn today? And now, ladies and gentlemen, Foul Territory. And hello everybody. I guess I should turn my camera on. This would be much more effective. There you go. You can see me. All right. So welcome one and all to season six of Foul Territory. Season six, episode one to be exact. This is Foul Territory 247. And I am your cordial, if not aging host, Gizzard Gary. So welcome one and all to the show. It is Friday, January the 5th, 2024. See, I remembered the year. All right, so we're starting out the year good anyway. I didn't start out muted, so uh, doing pretty good here. Let's see who we've got out there. In the audience, I see gun websites out there and in here. Kingpin is in the audience. Obnoxious One also out there and in here. Alaska, if I click on Alaska One, Andy is out there. Jacob S. is in the audience. Fluffy 10mm Jeep guy is out there, and Weston Probst is in the audience. Uh, Tread is out there. Uh, Justin Grimm is in the audience. Chessboard is out there. Pat in a bunker out there and in here. And let's see. Don't remember if I said hi to Blitz or not. Blitz is out there. Defense Dad is, once again, seeing gun people. Artek and Daughters is out there. Rich White out there and in here. Uh, Dale Pogue is out there in the audience, as is Hillbilly Up out there and in here. So we have 18 people all told out there in the audience. So uh, let's not waste any time because I know everybody is chomping at the bit to see my esteemed panel. So here... They are, ladies and gentlemen. We got uh, got six people plus myself in here. So let's uh, let's go around the room. First of all, my co-host with the co-most coming to us from the state of North Carolina. He is the sunshine that brightens our day, the oracle of knowledge, the voice of reason, and the man of orange himself, obnoxious one. Yo, yo, welcome aboard, sir. Happy New Year, all that stuff. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right, next is my neighbor to the south. He, of course, is the pride of Chelsea, Oklahoma. Also, the self-proclaimed best-looking gun tuber on the Internet. So let's welcome aboard the gun snob. Yo. I think that's taken. And got stepping things coming up. <laughs> oh, Dewey, okay. Cheatham, and Hal are going to be making their money this year, yeah. I can tell you. Congratulations, Travis T. You won tonight's giveaway, and thank you for watching. It's been a great show. <laughs> All right, let's go on uh, to the second row. Uh, our next person here is the proprietor of uh, gun websites and gearwebsites.com, whom we'll mention later. Hashtag hey, you know what? Friday. You know what they do on Fridays at gearwebsites.com, given? Uh, they give away free things. Yeah, you buy a patch, you get a patch. That's like, what I've heard. Like a BOGO sale every Friday. Yeah, at GearWebsites.com. But let's let's uh, bring on the guy who gives us all this wonderful stuff, Mister G Webs himself and his co-host Bacon Bit. Hey, thanks for the link. Thanks for hosting. Give him a little dog a little piece of cheese right there. Awesome. All right. Looking well, forward to the conversation. Yeah, you betcha. Okay, next, uh, this guy makes a trip every week, or whenever he chooses to make it anyway. From the mountains of West Virginia, he is, or has been in the past, the host of uh, This Week Unloaded on the Unloaded Media Channel. Also, uh, occasionally when they wrestle, he does Wrestling Unloaded on Wrestling Unloaded Channel. He, of course, is the lovely Rich White. Don't let my wife hear you call me lovely. She gets jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, thank you for being here. Let's move on to this next guy. I'd tell you where he's from, but I honestly don't know. All I know is he is deep underground in an undisclosed location. I kind of sort of have an idea where it might be, but mum's the word, but he's subterranean. Let's put it that that way. Let's welcome Pat in a bunker. Well, thanks for having me on tonight, Gizzard. Uh, looking forward to a, a good chat. Uh, just got done with another one, so I'm kind of excited and wound up tonight. So I'm ready for topics. So wound up. Go. All right. Cool deal. Cool deal. And last but not least, so far anyways, my neighbor to the east over in the show me state of Missouri. He is the host of the Guns, Beer, and Therapy Saturday Night Podcast. And let's welcome aboard Heel Billy Up. <laughs> hey, buddy. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Looking yeah. forward to a fun night tonight. Hey, you betcha. Okay, I need to go ahead and start the banner. Of course, this is uh, Foul Territory 247, so the hashtag for the giveaway is, of course, hashtag pound sign FT247. Um, uh, okay, so, uh, I believe, let's see, we got, uh, Jason Stewart out there in the audience. Welcome, Jason. Uh, let's see, anybody else sneak in here that I didn't see earlier? I don't think so, but we got 20 people in here. Uh, a lot of people are out there. We got four entries in the giveaway so far, so... We're going yeah. good. Guns and barbecue out there in the audience, I see. Are all four inches here? Sixth season, buddy. Oh, thank you. Uh, just seems like we barely got started, and here we are. Six, six years. Yeah, we started this full time in 2000, first of 2019. When... Well, Travis T said he feels lucky this year, so. He's lucky every year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, uh, all right. So, get this comment off the screen. Let's see. I'm trying to come up with a topic that we could discuss this evening. Can anybody <laughs> ooh, think of ooh, one? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> 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 bought that Southern Ballet. Damn it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I got this in my uh, in my news feed. So, uh, yeah. Um, Party on Wayne LaPierre announced his resignation as the NRA chief to take effect on the 31st of this month. So, yeah, there's been several videos out on this. Uh, I don't know what it means. I don't know whether this is good news, bad news. It's change. God knows we've needed change for a long time now. So, uh, I I can't imagine the next one being worse. But I want to hear everybody else's thoughts on this. So, uh Let's go to Obnoxious One. What do you think of this news turnabout's going on here? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so do you think it'll be a gradual transition? Do you think we'll eventually see a better NRA? Do you think things will change? No. It's, you don't it's, think there'll be any change. No, it's it's rotten to the core. It's you're talking you're talking a wholesale fire sale if you want it to improve and that's not going to happen. Just somebody else is going to be doing extra grifting and it's not going to be Wayne. I'm sure Wayne's got got himself a nice golden parachute and he's not going to be hurting for anything but just going to move on to whoever else is in line. So does that mean the next guy taking his place is going to have to get an all new wardrobe and they're going to have to raise more funds for... Mm -hmm. Uh, these Armani suits and stuff like that for the new yep. guy, gal, whoever it is. You might might even get a pay raise. Is that possible? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Well, I they, uh, 
they already announced who it is, and it's like somebody who works for Wayne. So I mean, nothing. Well, to do. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they quote Roger Daltrey in the Who meet the meet the new boss same as the old boss. I think that might be a copyright strike. Anomaly documentary. you? Anomaly documentaries is out there. I want to say hello. Also, Warsaw the Patriot is out there. Uh, Chad Kelly is also out there in the chat. And blind guy photography. I'm not sure how he got in here, but uh, and Ron Wayne. Ron Wayne is out there. All right. So, uh, yeah. How about you, Snob? Um, I just want to let you all know that January 31st will be the end of my YouTube career. I'm starting a new venture in life, and I've got to go pick up my private jet <laughs> on the 1st of February. But for now on, I'll be known as the executive vice president. That's all I'm saying. Does that mean I have to join the NRA again? Uh, I don't want to pay for your jet. <laughs> I need somebody to. I gotta get a new suit. Which I'm not really the suit kind of guy. I'm just gonna get some new. I may get some Ariat pants. You know, I can't never afford them. I gotta buy the old Wranglers. To, Can you get our money overalls, or do they make uh, you know pearl snap shirts? Well, I'm, I'm sure they buy all the retro rifle pearl. shirts. Yeah, pearl money. I'm and a new bolo tie. Be all yeah, set. I'm sure if for enough money, they'll custom do it. I mean, and you got to have a nice cowboy hat for their NRAM next year because in Dallas, you know. see, it's like this though. I don't have to buy that cheap bourbon whiskey with my Pearl Snap shirts anymore. I can get the good stuff. There you go. Attaboy. You have some, you have some Bruno Nally rubber phone. boots. Chad Kelly says, slime ball trying to get out of the lawsuit Monday. Still going to be same trash people running it. Don't get too excited, LOL. Be nice to see them change. Not much faith at this point, though. I think that's how pretty much everyone's going to feel, is that exact sentiment. Now, Weston. <laughs> Weston's got a good point. He says, Snob's a big celeb and is recognized in public, so he'd fit right in at the NRA. Weston's yeah. about to give away my little secret. I didn't tell y'all part of that story. but Oh, I, I heard about it. <laughs> Somebody may have told me. You could run for Congress, too, buddy. That way you and Brandon could clean up the swamp. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, where you find me in politics? All right. Okay, so uh, G-Webs, your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm going to have the unpopular opinion, I guess, because I don't see that. I I think that it is going to change. I think that we're going to see a difference, and I think that uh, it's a membership organization, and there's going to be a bunch of people that watch it like a television show, and then there's a bunch of people that are going to do stuff with it, and those are the members, so... I think we'll see a change, and I think it'll be fairly quickly because I think most of the members understand the perception and the failures. But uh, I don't know. So this may be so this may be the crack in the door that might allow for change. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be instantaneous. We all know that. Could be. How do we know it's not? So what? How how, who remembers the NRA in nineteen sixty seven? None of us, because we all remember it with this guy. But it was a different NRA before, and it, it evolved to where it is now with this guy. We're taking for granted the world we live in that for 12, 15 years from 1994 until 2000 or whatever the time frame is from 12 or from 1995 to 2013, they pretty much left us alone. And people can ignore it all they want, but do you think it was an organization that was, you know, making a million dollars a year that got every politician removed from office in 1995. So you could say that it wasn't the NRA, but if you can show me documentation from 1995 that proves it was some other organization that did that or that it was some other entity that existed back then that was large enough to have any influence on removing every politician from office in 1995, we ignore all kinds of stuff because people who want your 30 bucks don't tell you about it. And I'm not here at a petition form. I don't care if you join or not, but I know that there's a lot of NRA members that, what do you think that $200 million, 200 to $500 million a year is doing? Like 
people that want your 30 bucks are going to suggest that it's only his suits, but it's a whole bunch of shooting ranges. It's a whole bunch of education. It's a whole bunch of hunting. It's a whole bunch of uh, shooting competitions. It's a whole bunch of instruction and, and uh, coordination. And those people have been frustrated at the, the way that it's turned into a media thing and it's turned into, and again, there's people that are wanting to see it change direction and it's a media, it's a membership organization. And when this person who's been steering it one way and has tradition and whatever you want to call it, like blind followers on his side, when that person leaves, it's just pessimistic to consider it's doomed to only follow the same track. It's actually, it would be, it would be, it would be unique in the, in the realm of everything in the world. If it stayed on track, name anything that stays the same after a significant change happens. So I don't see that it's even optimistic. I think it's just realistic to expect that the organization is going to change. And since it's just relatively few people, we all know that, that have been profiting off of the way that it's been and haven't, you know, have insisted on keeping it the way it's, it was. I could see a change in almost on a dime, like changing direction very quickly. But I'm not suggesting it is. I just think that it's a possibility. Alrighty. That sounds good. How about you, Rich? Well, as I already stated, his chief lieutenant's taking over, so I don't see anything changing. This is going to be Wayne Lapierre in a new suit. It's like people in San Francisco when Nancy Pelosi was saying that she's retiring at the end of her term this time. People are saying, oh, San Francisco's going to change. No, it's not. They're going to elect the same person, only with a different skin and whatnot on. But it's going to be the same politics as Nancy Pelosi had. You're going to see the same thing here. The person coming in, they're Wayne LaPierre's chief lieutenant. They were handpicked by LaPierre for the position. It's going to be business as usual. All right. <clears throat> Pat, your thoughts. Well, I'm going to go on the slightly more optimistic path like uh, G-Webs did. Um, hopefully with change, hopefully more change comes with it. Hopefully now that the door is open a little bit, hopefully the river comes in with it, which would be nice. I really do. I mean, Lord only knows what's going to happen. I, I I can't predict the future or anything, but I really hope some good change comes from this. Now, whether it does or not, I don't know. But I really hope some board memberships change, um, especially the higher-ups. I don't know if it's going to or not, but I really do. I'm, I hopefully it can get back to a more centered uh, piece. That way we can actually have exactly what it was designed to was to go out there and lobby for the Second Amendment. If we can get back to that, that would be great. So that that's about all I got to say on it. Alrighty. And last but not least, but before I let him speak, I would like to bring attention to the fact that uh, today is somebody's birthday. I would like to say happy birthday to American Hillbilly, Hillbilly Up. Happy birthday, sir. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate all the happy birthdays out there and thank you gary and everybody man i appreciate that uh how long did it take you to claw your way out of the egg <laughs> <laughs> yeah turned 25 today so again how many times <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um so my thought on this is uh well Ever since I can remember, even as a little kid, my uh, dad and my grandpa both had uh, NRA um, stickers on their on their you know gun cabinets and stuff, and yeah. uh, you know, um, and they were proud of it. And so, I mean, it can go two ways. You know, it can be you know party on Wayne. Let's keep what's you know let's keep going on 
what we're doing and um you know um i really don't know really what to expect uh, i just hope that you know whatever it is um you know it turns to the better you know um you know to help support you know the two, the second amendment and everything and so i mean i think that um you know that's the most we can hope for and to try to make predictions man that's that's just beyond my pay grade <laughs> and so uh you know maybe they'll change it from national rifle association to the national rifle and pistol association you know and quit hating on pistol shooters <laughs> so, all right that's a joke. <laughs> i think there is one though i think there's somebody came along and laid one down like that at least it sounds familiar so i haven't seen her out there in the chat tonight but also want to uh do a shout out to misty mrs wayne who's also birthday is today i saw ron yeah. out there earlier so happy birthday misty wherever you are <clears throat> want to say hello to mystic guns out there in the chat also ozzy Orsborne is out there so we got 29 people out there in the show uh, lots of different opinions well mostly everybody is cynical as to whether there'll be any change about this and uh you know given the struggles that we've went through over the last few years with trying to push for this and that and not getting anywhere it's easy to understand why people kind of given up hope of any change but to me it's the best chance we've had in a while so maybe try to be a little bit optimistic there's misty out there you're welcome happy birthday he said i just ron said i just hollered at her well, i hope you're nice uh <laughs> all right so uh agorizer is also out there hey cluckers and happy birthday hillbilly so uh i also see woods just jumped in all right so uh yeah there we go wayne is gone now what's the name of the new guy anybody I Bill, saw some... brad george joe uh jim bob let's see he's got some it. weird last name that's hard to pronounce <laughs> i read it earlier this particular article is wanting me to pay for it i can't believe fox news is making me pay to read their news article uh, Breitbart had an article <laughs> on it too that didn't have to pay for. That's why I really early it was on there. New president. Okay. Uh, the group cited health reasons for LaPierre's resignation, saying his longtime communications chief, Andrew. How the heck do you pronounce that? Aru Lonendom or something like that. Andrew Aru Lonendom would replace him as CEO and executive vice president on an interim basis. So evidently maybe they'll elect a new person at the meetings coming up this summer. I see Triggerfish45 is in the audience. All right. So it will be interesting to see what happens going forward for sure. So let's take a look here. Let's see if there's any other stories out here that we can take a look at. Oh, let's get the ad off here first. Okay. So on bearingarms.com, which we're looking at now, We've got five different top Second Amendment stories, one of which we've discussed, but civil disobedience in Illinois as gun owners defy registration mandate. We have a growing number of California law enforcement say they won't enforce new carry restrictions. Of course, Wayne LaPierre retiring as NRA CEO and executive vice president. ISP won't pursue charges for unregistered guns. 
and Chicago robbers are targeting these rolling gun free zones. Hmm. Okay. Obnoxious one. Pick a story for us. Uh, let's put the civil disobedience. Oh, let's hear about Illinois. Illinois. There's, Illinois. There's like three of them from Illinois on there. I know. Mm-hmm. So, Illinois gun owners found in possession of unregistered. I asked you not to post pictures of me while we're down the Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois gun owners found in possession of unregistered assault weapons and large capacity magazines could now face criminal charges. But that hasn't stopped many gun owners from engaging in civil disobedience, especially with many sheriffs and some state's attorneys saying they have no plans on arresting or prosecuting otherwise lawful citizens. While most gun owners acting in defiance of the law aren't advertising the refusal to comply, there are some who aren't afraid of poking the bear. Darren Bailey, a former legislator, 2022 Republican candidate for governor, and current congressional candidate, has repeatedly dared Governor J.B. Pritzker and the Illinois State Police to come and arrest him this week for keeping a hold of his so-called assault weapons and large-capacity magazines without registering them with the ISP. There's a picture of him right there. Wow. (laughs) All right, all kinds of social media posts out there. Yeah, pretty much daring him. It goes on to say that Bailey's civil disobedience has had no shortage of detractors, both online and in print. One common theme is that lawmakers shouldn't be lawbreakers, no matter what law might be in question. I don't know about that. If it's an unjust law, you're obligated to break it. Okay, so there's a response from Dana McKenzie. So you are running for Congress and telling your constituents that you get to pick and choose which laws you want to follow? That isn't how this works, not how any of this works. Isn't that cute? That is literally how our country works. So do you think Dana was just (laughs) as incensed and outraged when 17 Democratic members of Congress were arrested for blocking the streets near the Supreme Court after it overturned Roe v. Wade? Yeah, me neither. What about the late civil rights activist John Lewis, who was arrested 40 times between 1960 and 1966 for protesting or willfully disobeying Jim Crow laws that were in place across the South? Does Dana believe that should have disqualified him from serving in Congress for more than 30 years? I highly doubt it. That was good trouble, you see. Lewis and other activists were willing to risk arrest to advance the cause of justice, liberty, and civil rights, whereas Bailey is, well, doing the same thing for the same reasons. But for folks like Dana, the right to keep and bear arms isn't a real right, so Bailey's acts aren't good trouble at all. Uh, Bloomington, Illinois, Pantograph columnist Brandon Moore, meanwhile, tried to minimize the civil disobedience being practiced by gun owners like Bailey in his most recent column comparing his refusal to register his now-banned guns to driving over the speed limit. And quoting him here, disagreeing with it doesn't mean it isn't the law, kind of like a speed limit. You can still get a ticket if caught going 40 mile an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone, even if you disagree with the set limit. Except the potential consequences for violating the weapons ban, of course, are much more serious than a speeding ticket. Choosing to defy Illinois' latest gun control law is much closer to the acts of Lewis and other civil rights activists than it is to someone with a lead foot. Even if Bailey's act of civil disobedience comes with less risk than Lewis's actions in the 1960s. I don't think the sheriff in Clay County, Illinois, wants to enforce the gun and magazine ban any more than Bailey wants to obey it. So there's a much different dynamic at play than Lewis challenging, say, the chief of police in Nashville, Tennessee, to arrest him for sitting at a lunch counter meant for white customers only. But while the risk might not be as great, I'd say the goal is still the same, full recognition of our fundamental rights. In the Jim Crow South, the fight was about a portion of the population gaining access to all the rights protected by the 14th Amendment, while today's struggle is about we the people having access to one specific right, but that doesn't make it any less of a civil rights issue. Will this civil disobedience have an impact in Illinois? 
Okay, that remains to be seen, but U.S. District Judge Stephen McGlynn indicated that widespread noncompliance with the registration mandate would factor into any decision to grant an injunction after the mandate took effect. So far, no hearing on a renewed request for an injunction has been filed, but I suspect that McGlynn will have another opportunity to weigh in and grant gun owners relief they're seeking in the very near future. Now, I always appreciate all those who support the channel, but I also know that money is tight lately. However, did you know that you can support the channel without it costing you one red cent? That's right. All you have to do is use my Amazon store link when you shop at Amazon. So just go to Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash gizzardgearing without any spaces when you do your Amazon shopping. And when you shop using that link, no matter what you buy during that session, the channel will receive a small commission from your purchases. As always, thank you for your support. All right. So what do you think about this? Thoughts on civil disobedience in Illinois? Well, I think you got a coward judge sitting there. The judge actually has the power to strike that down, and he's going to wait to see if people ab- abide by it. Or is that what I'm? Is that what I'm gathering there? He's going to see how much civil disobedience there is, how much registration there is before he makes a decision on. That's kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah. Judging from what I've heard so far, there's not a whole lot of compliance with this stuff over there. Well, let's just get, I don't, I, I'm not in Illinois, so I don't, I'm not privy to all of this. I haven't kept up with it because person, you know, it absolutely went downhill after I left there. So I got out just in time. Yeah, it wasn't great when you left. No, but, uh, I mean, if it, if it's anything like the, like the, stuff that the ATS pushed through what's what's all the people that aren't on social media aren't aren't watching out this stuff and keeping track of this stuff do they even know that they're that they need to register these hmm. Jason says Illinois loves to ban yeah we like to bring they have uh, FOID and they have a state level um background checks so if that gets stored then they have a registry that means they can take about five minutes to very you know double cross cross check uh databases who's complied and who has yet to comply absolutely true so i see chris from the 740 is out there in the audience also clint taurus is out there and we've just been joined by gunpowder beauty so we've got 31 people out there in the audience. All right. Uh, Warsaw says it's not Illinois. Chicago loves to ban guns, not the Illinois populace. Mm. It's not just there's Chicago. A, there's a pocket, yeah, there's a pocket around the, around the lake, and there's another pocket further south, but most of the rest of it is farmland and rural country and red. Yeah, I was going to say, Illinois is a big state, and by and large... Yeah, most of the state's not that way. Illinois looks like an arrowhead, which I believe is violent. Okay, Chad Kelly's got to get to dinner in bed. All right, we'll see you, Chad. Thanks for stopping in. But uh, it'll be interesting. Anybody else want to uh, throw in on this? Snob, Rich, Pat, Hillbilly? Go ahead, Rich. I was going to say, it's kind of similar to what happened in Massachusetts when they put in their own bump stock ban before the ATF and Trump went and put one in on them on a national level. They had a program where you had to turn in your bump stocks, and I think they said they had 200 people of an estimated 50 to 60,000 people that owned them in the state of Massachusetts. You mean they don't have all those back yet? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. What was you going to say, Pat? Oh, I was going to say, uh, 
I've been keeping up with the Washington uh, gun law uh, podcast, and uh, he kept up on the numbers uh, pretty damn close. And only, what was it, 2,900 some items had been checked in between ammo, silencers, guns, and stuff like that. So they're literally sitting at and I watched his deal today, uh, 99.9% of anything that was thought to be illegal at the time of the ban being uh, instituted was not checked in. So This is in yeah. Washington, you say, correct? Well, it was Washington gun law that was reporting on all this. Oh, okay. He was keeping up with all the numbers and everything on this and what he could get from the state and reporting the numbers and everything. 99.9% mm-hmm. of the people had not complied. Amazing. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, imagine that. Hillbilly, how about you? Yeah, um, one thing that I'm wondering, um, you know, a lot of our law enforcement, you know, whatever the case might be, um, are, you know, 2A supporters and stuff like that. I do love to shoot guns, you know, also. So I'm wondering how many of them, you know, has, you know, a gun at home or a magazine, you know, that, that they have not turned in, you know. And so, you know, I can see where, <laughs> you know, people from the law enforcement especially, um, you know, really don't want this law to be here probably. I think maybe. I mean, it might be mixed. I might be totally wrong with this, um, you, know, you know. I'd say Illinois law enforcement probably has enough to do. By and large. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about like their personal guns at home, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh. And yes, they are. I'm sure they're quite busy at other stuff. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But what do I know? Uh, much like Obi, I don't live in Illinois either, so. Most of the time when you see a law passed like this, uh, generally law enforcement's excluded from it anyway. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if that's the case here. All right, let's see. Not a whole lot of talk about it out there in the chat, so uh, let's go. In 2014, they did something similar in Connecticut, and no one complied. Even law, well, when they say law enforcement's uh, not included, it's typically, or I guess depends on case by case, but I think that often is talking about when they mean like on the clock, like the department itself. But that doesn't. No, private. No, they're uh, they're talking private ownership. Law enforcement officers are excluded. Doesn't always mean that, but even in Connecticut in 2014, when that was the case, where law enforcement were also meant to comply uh essentially no one registered and then they created an amnesty and just ignored the law essentially yeah what is uh i can't remember which country it is but if uh 75% of the people in that country do not comply with the new law that is Set upon it, and dang, I just listened to this podcast today. Uh, but it is rendered null and void if seventy-five percent of the uh, people in that country do not comply. Interesting. And I wish I, I wish I could remember that. Dang it! It's it's ah, that's going to kill me the rest of the night. I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick. That'd be nice if that was true here, because we wouldn't have to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, real. It, 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 as far as statutory laws, you know, as far as gun laws and everything, it's 
it's it's a very gun friendly gun friendly uh, uh, community, and uh, it's not Sweden. It's uh, dang it. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> okay, Ooh. real real quick, I want to say hello to Bending Ballistics out there in the chat. Also, Mister Knives has made an appearance out there, so want to give you the chocolate. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Okay, Hillbilly, he, he was wanting to add something here. Yeah, I'm just going to say, um, I would me, myself personally be way more concerned about a federal law than I would a state, um, for the most part. And I don't think the turn-in numbers are really big on the bump stocks or the arm braces. And that was a federal, you know, situation. So that's about it. All right. Yeah, I would definitely say that the number of people that own arm braces is probably it's going to be much higher than known bump stocks. That's for sure. Also, Captain Codebook is out there. Welcome aboard. Thirty-three people out in the audience, and so I am going to do it since <laughs> do it now. Since today is his birthday, I'm going to let Hillbilly pick the next story to read. Oh man, thank you. Uh, I kind of pretty much him. covered the first one and the third one. So yeah, I was gonna say I kind of like to hear about the, what's going on out there in California. California? Are they allowed to do anything in California? Let's see. I don't know. All right. So. It's day five of California's latest experiment in infringing on the rights of lawful gun owners. And while the gun-free zones imposed by SB2 that make it impossible for concealed carry holders to actually bear arms in a vast majority of publicly accessible places can, can be enforced for the time being, according to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, a growing number of sheriffs and district attorneys say they have no plans to do so or at least not in a way that violates the rights of their constituents. The first cracks in the wall that Gavin Newsom and his fellow Democrats have erected around the right to carry appeared on Wednesday afternoon when Sutter County Sheriff Brandon Barnes and Sutter County District Attorney Jennifer R. Dupre released a joint statement that encouraged citizens to obey the law while vowing to use their discretionary power to not criminalize constitutionally protected behavior. And I'm going to quote here. As a sheriff's office, we use discretionary decision-making in our investigations and act in accordance with the spirit of the intended law. As a district attorney's office, we evaluate cases based on the totality of the circumstances and the ability to seek successful prosecution based on the evidence presented to us. The Sutter County Sheriff's Office and the Sutter County District Attorney's Office will work collaboratively to evaluate circumstances on a case-by-case basis and do what is in the best interest of justice in our community. We have no interest in criminalizing constitutionally protected behavior. We took an oath to uphold our Constitution and will work to protect the rights of our citizens. This issue is far from being resolved and we are hopeful the courts will rule in favor of our Constitution. We will continue to keep our community involved on this important issue. Now that same day, Tulare County Sheriff Mike Boudreaux, who's also the head of the California State Sheriff's Association, released a statement declaring that his office will not be out actively looking for lawful CCW permit holders who might be violating Senate Bill 2 adding that the agency has much more pressing issues to tackle and does not have the time nor the resources to invest in a law where the specifics seem to change on a daily basis. And quoting here, I continue to strongly support the Second Amendment and the rights of those in Tulare County who choose to lawfully carry a gun. Our CCW permit holders are statistically law-abiding citizens, how about that, who are rarely involved in crimes involving guns. I will continue to make sure the men and women of the Tulare County Sheriff's Office are focused on going after violent criminals instead of our law-abiding citizens. Damn, I like that. 
I encourage everyone to carefully pay attention to what is going on with this legislation as there will likely be changes and updates in the days and weeks ahead. If you are applying for a new CCW permit or looking to renew a current CCW permit, please be patient with our staff. They are doing their very best during these trying times and are focused on ensuring that your CCW gets issued or renewed as soon as possible. Also be aware that very few, if any, instructors are certified to teach the new CCW classes that are required under California SB2. As the California Department of Justice has been slow to start the application process for CCW instructors. The California State Sheriff's Association, of which I am the president of, has voiced concerns with these regulations. Specifically, how they would reduce the number of acceptable training and certification entries that can be used to certify CCW instructors and ignore or disregard the economic impact of that change. On Thursday, Yuba County Sheriff Wendell Anderson and Yuba County District Attorney Clint Curry released a joint statement of their own calling SB2 repugnant to the United States Constitution and reassuring their constituents that until the legal challenges to SB2 have been definitively settled by the courts, we will exercise our common sense of discretion to ensure the law is not enforced in a way that would violate the rights of our citizens. And quoting here, we acknowledge that gun violence is a major problem in our state and nation. We are reminded again today of the problem as we pray for and mourn with the community of Perry, Iowa. As the chief law enforcement officers of our community, we are beyond frustrated with our state's misdirected focus on depriving law-abiding citizens of their legal right to possess and carry firearms, rather than depriving violent criminals of their freedom. Statistics show over and over again that law-abiding CCW holders are not the people committing gun violence. If the politicians who make the law truly want to address the problem, They need to bring back accountability for people who actually use firearms to commit crimes and address the mental health epidemic in our country. SB2 does nothing to address those who commit violent crimes and nothing to address the mental health issues that drive mass murders. Instead, it is aimed solely at hindering the ability of our law-abiding citizens to protect themselves from violent criminals and mass murders. SB2 will not prevent a single act of gun violence. We pray that our legislature and governor will stop playing firearm politics and focus on policy situations that will actually save lives. In closing, if you own a local business and want to support law-abiding CCW holders' right to self-defense, please post the appropriate sign, which is displayed on the Yuba County website under the CCW permit page. We'll be talking with Attorney Costas Moros, who is heavily involved in the litigation against SB2 on Monday's Bearing Arms Cam and Company, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are more statements from other sheriffs and prosecutors to discuss by then. This is a very welcome development. It doesn't, however, change the fact that, as of right now, California concealed carry holders run the risk of committing a crime every time they try to lawfully bear arms in the state, thanks to the sheer number and variety of sensitive places where concealed carry has been banned under SB2. I'm glad to see a growing number of law enforcement officials say they'll use their discretion when it comes to enforcing SB2, but until the courts do their duty and declare the new law to be a gross violation of the Second Amendment, the rights of their constituents and everyone else in California will continue to be infringed and tread upon. Wow. Lot, lot said in that article. All right, so thoughts on this? Anybody? Nobody. I mean, I'm just glad to see him like fighting back somewhat. Yeah, I, I had been saying something, but I was muted the whole time without realizing. But the go to the last part of that where they say about the courts doing their job, they already did in decisions like Heller, Bruin, and a couple others in that time frame as well. They they did this in spite of what the courts have said. Right. Kind of like what a lot of other courts have said. And I mean, it's, the article pretty much hit it right, nail right on the head. Not much to say on it. 
Really? I think I think you've got officials who realize that the government is running amok in the state of California, and they don't want to have any part in this. They're standing up, standing up for the people in this case. So I'm all for that. Anybody else got thoughts on this? Well, I wonder how many people in California's moved to you know Texas, Colorado, and other states. So. Are they having a better chance now that certain people moved or populations moved? Or, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd like to see statistics on that. There's still an awful lot of people there. Though. Yeah, oh, definitely. But you have to remember when, even when I was a teenager um, and stuff, uh, California is a very strong Republican state. Yeah, it used to be. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. People said they would never be taken over by the left, and it did. It was so strong, Republican. But man, there were some great statements in there from those mm-hmm. people saying, you know, they're going after the wrong people. Why don't they start cracking down on the criminals and start enforcing the laws instead of going after citizens that are just trying to defend themselves? They're absolutely right. Yes. And they're punishing the wrong people here, and they're not going to accomplish a thing doing that, except it's it's popular. It's yeah. politics. It's pure politics. Speaking of California, let's all get ready to say hello to Mario Mosen in three, one, two, three. Hey. Hey. Hey, <laughs> hey Mario. <laughs> That's the only guy in the side chat that has his own intro. <laughs> That's right. I don't call out too many people just, in that detail, but Mario gets it. That's for know, sure. You know, Mario is a cool guy. Uh, no, uh, I agree with you. Um, I, I don't understand it. I mean, there's just not. I guess there's just not enough common sense out there anymore. I mean, yeah. not in California. Twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, not in California government. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that. Right, right. And in politics, I don't want to slight the great people of the state of California. I mean, ninety-nine percent of those people. Well, I don't know about that. Hey, that's a little high, but a good portion of yeah, them that's are, a, that's a little high. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. because. You know, it, it's just like any it's just like any other place. You know, you get out of the towns or the cities and everything, and you get into the more rural parts where where the more common, I guess, more common folk like what we are or anybody oh, yeah. else. And it, it, you know, it's. It's weird. It's weird how that works. Once you group too many people in one, in in too tight of a group, everything goes to hell. But once you kind of get people spread out a little bit, and I'm not saying this is for everybody. This isn't everybody. I, I'm I'm not saying that. But so it seems like the more spread out of the people you get, or I don't know, it's it's a weird combination. I'll put it that way for Dan. I want to say a quick hi to Nutty357 out there. We are up to 34 people out there in the chat, so... Yeah, uh, real quick, Jason yeah. says, uh, leave guns alone, go enforce some immigration and drug laws. Yeah, that ain't going to happen in California. They're, they're the state that allows uh, illegals to vote in their local elections for crying out loud. As opposed to Chicago, where they allow dead people to vote. But. Oh, Chicago forces dead people to vote. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Rich. <laughs> but it's the truth. And strangely enough, they all vote the same way. Uh huh. <laughs> Why you that live your is. life as a Democrat? Die, I mean, live your life as a Republican. You die and you become a Democrat instantly. How about that? <laughs> okay. Funny story on the voting deal. Uh, my grandpa has been dead for about 20 years and about four years later. And he was a diehard Republican. 
he actually got hijacked and he voted Democrat four years later after he was dead. So Why we had to go that? back in. Well, I'm not really sure, but <laughs> apparently somebody got a hold of some information and uh, I know how he used to speak. So that would be totally against the grain <laughs> what he would have done. So, yeah. Uh, Mario, Mario makes a good point out there, too. Okay, which one? Uh, his county is red. Yeah, I highlighted that earlier. Yeah, oh, okay. and that's going to be a lot of counties in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that population is densely concentrated in oh three or four population centers. Most of California is not blue, as far as land area, but uh, no, mo- most of it's uh, the corridor along the coast between L.A. and San Francisco. Right, that's where most of your blue yep. area is. Yep. And thank God that's why we have the Electoral College. So I think some. If we didn't have that and they tried to vote that out, then we'd all be goners. Some of our government needs to go to Electoral College. Maybe they could get some education there, don't you? <laughs> Electric College 101. <laughs> sorry, you know what I meant. I, sorry, I was trying to run through it too fast. <laughs> I see some Mr. Knives out there. Look at that. I managed to grab some uh, snapshots of Mr. Knives last year. Some of the best of Mr. Knives action. He's grown. <laughs> He's taking care of business. Every day. You betcha. He's almost the size of God. Of Godzilla. TMS is out there in the audience, and Michael Dunn is out there. So, uh, yeah, we've got a, a good-sized gang out there. All right, so, so I want to take some time here to remind everybody that Gear Websites is your source for Every Second Matters, Gun Channels Gear, Ammo ID, and more. They have patches, stickers, and other items, and every... Friday, and today is Friday, by the way, just to remind you, every Friday is Free Patch Friday. So buy cool stuff at gearwebsites.com. But uh, don't take my word for it. Let's listen to what uh, G-Webs has to say. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. All right, so make sure make sure and go out and get you some cool stuff at Gearwebsites.com. You'll be really glad you did if you do that. Thanks so, for Posting that or doing the the plug each week. Anybody that wants to grab something, tell me get the shot show. Uh, grab something over at the store. Handfuls and handfuls of shot show patches from last year. I mean, I have a ton of them. So let's just say we'll triple up shot show patches from last year. Any orders come in, triple the patches, free patches. Wow. There's you. Yeah. Thanks for that. There's you, sir. Real incentive to get out there. So this is the what did you learn segment. And while we do this, we go through the panel. We each ask panelists what did they learn and what they have coming up. It's their chance to plug their channel, whatever they got coming up. And we always start with my co-host, Obnoxious One. So what did you learn? I learned that even as big as those bear paws that Snob's got in the ends of his arms are, he still can't hold on to a knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right, what do you have coming up, sir? Uh, stuff and things. Stuff and things. The true. You're, you're, you're a channel member. You've already seen the stuff and things that are up for. Uh, next I'm a channel member, and I still haven't seen it. <sighs> Okay, I mean, if I you're a channel have, member, you've had the opportunity to okay. see what is coming up for next week. That's just funny. a just a quick overview on that. Um, we'll do a little bit more when we get back from shot, but 
Yes, I can't wait to see the stuff. I always check your stuff out as soon as it pops up in my feed. Why do you waste your time? Don't you have something better to do? I yeah, really don't. Make, don't no. I don't work. Do. See. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being here as always. Let's go on to the gun snob. What did you learn? Mm, I learned Gizzard can't really count straight and it totally screwed up and made the awkward segment even more awkward. With their uh, telling Mario. Hey. Okay. Alrighty. So, what do you got coming up? Um, I don't know. Some stuff, some things. I recorded. I actually recorded like eight videos last weekend, and I haven't edited the one. Oh no. So I'll probably get those edited this weekend. Hopefully. <laughs> Probably. So, nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> All Well, thank you for being here. Let's go on to uh, G-Webs. What did you learn? I guess I'll go with that uh, things can change when we got the NRA changing and other stuff going on. Going back to that. All right. And uh, we know you have a show coming up after this one. Do you want to promote it and anything else you got coming up? Thanks. Yeah. So thanks for the plugs each week for the store and thanks to Hillbilly for grabbing something. We'll do the show after this where we look back at the week. If anybody wants to join us for that. And then uh, I'll just also take a second to promote on Saturdays. Brooke Cheney does her suicide prevention Saturday, uh, attempting to normalize the conversation about mental health and mental health awareness, suicide prevention, of course. And uh, she does an awesome effort on that. So sometimes 20 minutes, usually a half an hour at the most. Uh, usually right before Hillbilly Up. So uh, try checking that out. Get more comfortable talking about this stuff so that the people that want to uh, you know, use violence against gun ownership have a tougher time because uh, you know, we can get better at having these conversations. So uh, thanks again for the uh, what eight seasons, Gizzard, and thanks for hosting. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Thank you for being here. Uh, Rich White, what did you learn? Well, I learned in the pre-chat that if you don't laugh afterwards, Gary doesn't understand sarcasm. I've heard that. He does, but you've got a lull. Yeah, you got to put a lull in there. That's Mm -hmm. true. So what do you have coming up, Rich? Anything? Well, I can't make any guarantees because of the snowstorm we got coming through here tomorrow. If we still have power, there will be an episode of This Week Unloaded on Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Come on, Come on, Ice. Come on, Ice. Combination of snow and ice. I'm hoping for ice. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Let's go on to Pat in a bunker. What did you learn? I learned that uh, G-Webs has uh, still some of the best deals around, especially on uh, Friday, on Free Patch Fridays. So uh, go over and go see his stuff. And go over see all these gentlemen's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, everybody's got a lot of good stuff out there. And I will promote a couple things here. None of my own. Uh, decoding Firearms with John Petrolino. Uh, a good breakdown on uh, basics of handguns. Uh, very easy to read. Uh, if you're looking for, if you're getting started, this is a great book to have. Uh, I've talked to the guy lots of times. And another place I'd like to plug is Mead Ammunition. Uh, They are in my uh, backyard, and uh, they produce really good ammunition. So So they just put it together and then just run it over to the house for you? Yeah, they do. Backyard? Okay. Yeah, they they, they just went. Like you crazy. assume the bunker isn't under. Oh, so you think yeah. they just drop it down then? That would be yeah, sweet. Yeah, he's got a he's got a dumb waiter to just lower the ammunition right down to him. Somebody in the factory is like, "Wait a minute, we don't have a broom, do we? How come there's never ammo on the floor?" That's true. Exactly. There you go. Y'all, all three of you, hit it right on the head. He's doing a public <laughs> service, man. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, thanks for having me on, Gizzard. 
Uh, and thanks to everybody on the panel tonight. Uh, good conversation tonight. We rib, we joke, but at the same time, we're all promoting the 2A. So uh, stay safe, carry your weapon. All right. Well, thank you for being here. And last but not least, the birthday boy himself, Hillbilly Up. What did you learn? Oh, man, I learned that almost twice on here. The first time we got to see Snob get a hole in his nose, I thought we were going to get to see him get a hole in his leg. But thank goodness, I'm happy for you, baby. That knife did not go straight down. So hit the desk instead. So, um, I also learned that, uh, you know, a lot of uh, states are fighting back for the 2A community and their their Second Amendment rights. So that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. And might be possible change coming with the NRA, hopefully in a good way. So appreciate you so much for having me on here, buddy. And uh, I feel like that happy with sarcasm. <laughs> And so what Low. I got coming Go ahead. Low. There, I just made it so Gizzard knew it was sarcasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was that sarcasm, Gizzard? I can't tell. You didn't put a low ahead, after it. <laughs> it may or may not have been. Let's put it that way. George stepped on him. That's true. <laughs> All righty. Whoa, speaking of George, here he is. Thanks. All right. He's here just in time to tell you that uh, thanks for uh, watching the show tonight. Whether you watched on YouTube, Facebook, or X, formerly known as Twitter, we appreciate you being out there. Or maybe you're watching out there on replay, or perhaps you're listening to the audio podcast. In any way, shape, or form, you're taking in the show. Appreciate you being there. I want to say thanks to everybody for the comments out in the text chat. I also want to thank my panelists for, once again, an excellent show. And a special shout-out to my channel members on YouTube.com for their support. It is very much appreciated. We will do this again next week on uh, Friday, January the 12th, I believe it will be. Foul Territory 248, 9 p.m. Central. Look forward to seeing y'all then. And a reminder, don't forget about uh, the weekly 2A wrap-up after this show, but also don't forget this. If anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, give them the bird. This is Gizzard Gary. Love you guys out there. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. And now my panelists get one last chance to say goodbye before we hit the credits. So here goes. Lol. I can't save you guys out there. See ya. Stay safe. Carry your weapon. Can they carry more than one weapon? I don't know. That's Gaffer up there. 5, 10, 12, whatever they got. See you on the range. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Foul Territory is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions and is streamed live every Friday at 9 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch and released as an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, and Podchaser. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com.